and almighty God, the Lord of heaven and earth, in you we live and move and have our being. Grant us gratitude as we remember your goodness and joy as we recall your love. Enable us to lift up our hearts in humble prayer and fervent praise. You are the Lord of heaven and earth. You are the one who does good to all people. You make the sun rise on the good and the evil and send rain on the just and the unjust. We thank you, God, and we call upon your name. And we thank you that you send blessings our way from heaven, giving us fruitful season and satisfying us with food and gladness. We thank you, God, for your love, that you fill our cup till it overflows. And in the abundance of your countless gifts, you give us grace to live our lives so that others can see you. May both our hearts and our mouths be continually filled with your praise, giving thanks to you for everything that you have done. So God, we unite our voices in praise. We lift up songs of thanksgiving. And God, we thank you that your strong arm will guide us, that you are beside us, and to you, our great Redeemer, we praise you forever and ever. Thanks be to God. And now we will have a short testimony from a Worshipper's Heart listener. Hello, Mrs. Carol Davis. This is Abby Daisy with the Abby Daisy Podcast. And I am super grateful for what you're doing, the message you're sharing on your podcast, The Worshipper's Heart. And I pray that the Lord will continue to use you to do that. Um, And hopefully we can do an episode together on the Abby Daisy podcast. So God bless you and see you later. Bye. Okay, worshipers, let's go. We're going to talk about the zeal of God. Zeal, great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of of a cause or an objective, the zeal of God. The zeal of God is the divine arm and divine urgency of the infinite God. It is the compassionate commitment of God to his people. The zeal of God motivates and should make us concerned about the things of God. Just as God is sensitive or zealous for those who are homeless in poverty or saddened by life situations, we, as his children and believers, should feel the same for those people. The zeal of God will consume us, maintain devotion, loyalty, and executive rights only to God. The zeal of God should give us peace and insight which allows us to know what he has promised will be fulfilled. Exodus 25 says to us, Ye shall not bow down to him or worship him, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, 
punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Executive rights only to God, devotion, loyalty only to God, knowing that his promises will be fulfilled. What does the zeal of God do for us? We're going to talk about it in four or five areas. So let's go. The zeal of God should provoke us to spread the truth. The zeal of God should provoke us to spread the truth. When we think about or reflect on the moment when we first received Christ, it was a moment many of us recall faithfully. We were excited to know that God loved us and cared for us. And the zeal of God at that moment made us feel we could overcome and change the world. The shared word, the truth of God, with everyone we came in contact with was what we shared out of our mouths in our excitement, in our energy, in our enthusiasm, in the pursuit of a cause to bring someone else to Christ. We were past being zealous. We were dedicated to making disciples of all men and women of all nations. Just as Matthew 28, 19, 20 tells us, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The zeal of God should provoke us to spread the truth. Just as we were excited when we became newly converted believers, we have to maintain that same energy, that same excitement, that same love, that same passion to spread the word and the truth of God. Secondly, the zeal of God will give justice and peace. When everything comes to an end, it will be God who will complete and have final judgment over all men. It will be his justice and peace that will bring freedom to all men. He will establish his kingdom and his people ruling over all authority. Isaiah 9, 7 tells us of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will establish and accomplish this. The zeal of God will give justice and peace. Thirdly, the zeal of God is for his people. The zeal of God will bring shame to those who do not acknowledge him. The zeal of God, as I've said before, desires and tells us and we should long to be loyal, dedicated, and committed to God only. When we establish and maintain ourselves as true believers in worship and spirit and truth, even our enemies aren't able to touch us. And he will bring comfort and confidence to us in the presence of our enemy. Just as it tells us in Psalms 23, 5. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. 
The zeal of God is compassionate and passionate. God yearns for us, so we should learn to yearn for him. We should long for our Father to be pleased with our work and with the things we put our hands to. We shouldn't be pleased with just secondary standards. We have to. We should be. We should be learning to be people of excellence who do and complete excellent work. That aligns with God. Excellent work. And God said it was good. Excellent work. God said it was very good. Excellent work. Colossians 3.23 tells us, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. We have to learn to commit everything we do unto God to please him. Just as he yearns for us, we have to learn to yearn for him. The zeal of God will consume us. The zeal of God will consume us with a burning fire. It's a discipline also. Just as God and earthly father disciplines us, our heavenly father does the same when we're out of place. Look at John 2. We're just going to actually break it down a little bit. We're going to look at verses 1 through 17. I'm not going to read it in its entirety. I encourage you to go back and do that. But I'm going to give you a little snippet of what it says. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all out of the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume you. Discipline happens. The zeal of God will consume us when we're out of place. What is our response to the zeal of God? We should invite and demand and have executive loyalty to God only. The zeal of God makes us better. The zeal of God gives us peace. The zeal of God is encouragement to endure and it should make us and give us intense desire for him alone. So the zeal of God, it's great energy and enthusiasm in the pursuit of a cause of an objective. Just as God pursues us, we should be pursuing him. Just as God pursues us, we should learn to be pursuing others for God to make disciples. Just as God is compassionate and passionate towards us, we have to learn to have that same passion and compassion for others. And we also have to learn that the zeal of God will consume us when we're out of order. So we can't just do what we want to do whenever we want to do it, whenever we think we're good and bad enough to do it. Discipline happens. 
just as our earthly father disciplines, our heavenly father does the same when we're out of place. So fellow worshipers, I pray that this podcast continues to bless you. I pray that this episode will be a blessing unto your life. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. And I leave you with this benediction. May the love of the Father enfold us, the wisdom of the Son enlighten us, the fire of the Spirit kindle us, and may the blessings of the Lord God come down upon us and remain with us always. Amen.